Okay. All right, welcome back. This is a rare guest on Fun Sexy Bible Time. Joining us from the Shutdown Fullcast, from the Vacation Bible School podcast, long ago from Every Day Should Be Saturday, and now he's a coastal elite working for <laughs> big tech, big media, Jason Kirk. Welcome. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. As a uh, as a rival Bible podcaster, it's uh, <laughs> as both our shows have the word Bible in the name, um, that's all it takes. I just, it's SE, SEO, really. I was just angry about the SEO that y'all have had an older show with Bible in the name, so I'm here to... Uh, I'm here to issue a, uh, a, a what is it when you're like Cease when your brother sins against you you oh I was thinking biblically but yeah that too that too <laughs> <laughs> a biblical season desist um, but yeah thanks for having me I love I love this show uh, you guys are awesome I love I love following you guys online um, and yeah the, the, the sincere thoughts continue just very happy to be here thanks well you know Casey has been bugging me for years to increase the amount of college football on the show mm-hmm. we need more I didn't want content. To, but, but that's where we are okay some quick quick jason is here because he has a book coming out we're going to talk about that in a second uh i have read the book uh, i'm excited to talk with him about it but uh as we do we have to clear up some podcast business first shout out to annette for emailing in the brian oh, johnson new picks in a while i think she mm-hmm. must be off twitter uh, many of us are these days. <laughs> Annette emailed to let us know that the Brian Johnson nude pics have in fact dropped, just as Casey predicted they would. Wait, like um, full nudes? Uh, no dong. It's like uh, oh, Sports Illustrated. It's like ESPN body issue pose, like we're okay. stretched out and like the leg is covering the dong. So artsy. Yeah. Yes, artsy. Okay. Um, Casey predicted this would happen, as did I. <laughs> uh, and thankfully, Casey already knew about these photos, which spared me the, the moral quandary of, do I send the mostly nude pictures to my <laughs> female friend? Which did not have to make that decision because Brian Johnson did it for us. He just sent them to <laughs> yes, everyone. He did. So shout out to Casey's friend, Brian Johnson, as always. <laughs> He's gross. Uh, okay, so. He's gross. <laughs> I just want to go ahead and get that out there that he's gross. And his, I just, I I went through his feed because he ended up on my feed somehow. And there was a picture of him with his arm above his head and his like, his armpits were just like softer than a baby's bottom. And it was extremely <laughs> off-putting to me. It was, he's yuck, yuck. Casey, this man is, as we speak, is micro-shocking his penis so that we can have a better tomorrow. <laughs> a better tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get a look shortly. I, I <laughs> shortly indeed. Oops. Um, Oopsie, sorry. Sorry, Ryan didn't mean to, didn't mean to apply that. <laughs> okay, uh, question off the bat for Jason. Uh, would you come? What would you? What is the correct biblical analogy to Alabama's fourth and four hundred and twenty uh, yard <laughs> Iron Bowl victory? Is it uh, Gideon's army being winnowed down to a mere three hundred, or is it uh, Elijah drenching the the altar with water before it was devoured with fire? I'm not going to lie, Gideon's army 
popped in my brain as soon as you said, as soon as you said it. So, <laughs> like, I'm not even making that up. That was the first one I thought of where it's like, wow, I don't, I really, they're making this as hard as they possibly can, as if on purpose. Like, they are intentionally increasing the difficulty here by sending all these soldiers home. Like, this is stupid. What kind of point are they trying to prove? Why, why, why is, why is he throwing the ball past the line of scrimmage just to move it back further? And it turns out so he could have the space to throw it to the back of the end zone. Um, you know, <laughs> sending soldiers home just to make Auburn even sadder when you beat them. Like, I think we're in complete accord here. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go with your expertise on that one. You know, in, in Bama fan parlance, you know, as a as a as I am among them. Oh, you know, you need some room to operate. That's kind of <laughs> the uh, Alabama mindset we got we got a little more room to room to read the defense oh God, no you're both doing it <laughs> read the defense is always like just average fan term for like whatever it is that's happening on the football field the defense is being read well you know jason what happens after you read the defense man you just gotta take what the defense gives you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and after after you read the defense you gotta you gotta interpret the defense you gotta buy a concordance about the defense uh you gotta find um an accountability group to discuss what you learned about the defense uh you gotta do your daily devotionals on the defense i mean it's all it all lines up and then when you go to the big 12 you deconstruct the defense because it's not real <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or or you or you uh, or you play in the Big Ten, and um, you, you, that is sola scriptura in this in this analogy here. It's like, there's other stuff to this religion besides reading the defense. We are uh, uh, we are winnowing down our very niche 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 audience even further. I I really want to ask you about the biblical uh, analogy to Iowa football this year, but I think we'd lose Casey. So let's just uh, let's just move on. I'm okay, glad I got, I got my full eight last night, so I didn't fall asleep during that little <laughs> side. We're, we're trying we're trying to bring in more of, more of real America here. That's what yeah. we're doing. We're, yeah, we're reaching I out, just, reaching out to. This. This podcast doesn't need listeners. Or... What are you talking about? <laughs> this podcast is for me and Casey. <laughs> All right. Our opener. I like to spring the opener. That's that's the, the opener is a cold reaction here. Jason Kirk, tooth and nail Mount Rushmore. You can only pick four, and the criteria is most important. Oh, wow. So if mm. we're doing like favorites, okay. like I can't slide Joy Electric in, even though I really like them, because probably not you know, on the same level as POD as far as importance. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk you through mine. Yeah, they're, they're neck and neck, I think in terms of like TRL votes and like appearances in movies about snowboarding, they're neck and neck, I think. (laughs) So if it's importance versus my, like my own personal, um, there will be minimal overlap, but I actually think this is pretty simple. Um, at least three of the spots. Uh, Starflyer 59, um, like there was a time when I, the, the tooth and nail didn't have a lot to offer other than Starflyer 59, where it was like, oh, cool. You know, this Christian label with loud rock bands is actually kind of getting off the ground ish. And, you know, first of all, um, that's, that's Danielson family erasure and I will not stand for it. Well, I've heard the Danielson family, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> no, they are uh, they are uh, very devoted artists. 
We'll say that about them. They 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 have never ripped off anyone. That is absolutely certain. There there is no lifeway chart that's like if you like this, listen to the Danielson family. It's like if you don't if there if you've never heard a band you've liked, try the Danielson family. If you enjoy the sound of a duck being strangled to death inside a music store, <laughs> you will if, love if the you, Danielson If family. you like to imagine what would happen if like someone on Sesame Street like um developed a weird political ideology or something or like i think in i actually think in the book i compared them to like if uh sesame street had an episode about cults so yeah um <laughs> so i don't think danielson would quite make the kite here starflyer they were like they were like the band that put tooth and nail on the map in terms of like oh they got like a legit band everyone likes and like starflyer to this day is acknowledged as like that is a foundational band in an entire genre right um like the story of shoegaze whatever that is i don't want to read it but whatever it is it's hard to tell it without starflyer and, and you know even the dreaded seculars admit that um like i i'll never forget there was some interview forever ago where like system of a down was talking about their chill out music and they were like oh dude starflyer we love starflyer <laughs> 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 um, then um uh, then the label would have tanked if mxpx hadn't taken off they have to go there um like it just it it would have been yet another forgotten 90s evangelical crossover attempt without mxpx like dragging it into the mainstream um mxpx the time slowly going the way the buffalo came out that was like that album went gold which that was like insane at the time hey that Um, song i'm okay you're okay from that album still rocks the depth of that lyricism (laughs) We saw MXPX at Furnace Fest in Birmingham like two months ago, and like they still go, they still got it. <laughs> we saw them there with like Reliant K and Project Eighty Six, and like all those bands are still around. Um, but yeah, MXPX just like only only like absolute dorks like us would even remember Tooth and Nail without MXPX. Um, and like yeah, it sort of fell apart when like when they were um, trying to go major because they deserved it. Um, but they did keep the label alive. Uh, the third would have to be the Supertones because they picked up that torch. And like again, it would have crashed if someone hadn't been in there to step in for the MXPX. The Supertones are far from my favorite band. They're not like Five Irons, the only ska band I've ever liked at all. Um, and the Dingies as well. The Dingies are fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Supertones would have to go on that list. Um. And then number four would have to be Under Oath. And there's like, I really don't even think there's a debate about any of those four spots. Under Oath had Tooth and Nails' biggest non-Jeremy Camp album, <laughs> um, Tooth and Nails, which is an insane thing to say. Jeremy Camp is like, what are you, pal, what are you doing here? How did you... <laughs> and he's like, like their biggest albums, it's like MXPX, Jeremy Camp, Jeremy Camp, Jeremy Camp, Jeremy Camp, Under Oath. Like, wh- what happened here? <laughs> Um, but yeah, Under Oath to Find the Great Line was the famous stat is uh, it was only topped on Billboard by Nelly Furtado. Um, and they were like uh, Hot Topic's number one selling shirt for a while and whatever. <laughs> they were the um, they were the biggest crossover that that uh, that Tooth and Nail ever had unless you count MXPX. So, I mean, that right there is like an indisputable Mount Rushmore of Tooth and Nail if we're talking about just like what they had to do to keep the label to, to, for the label to reach you know 12 years old so you're leaving pod off just to be clear they i don't think they were ever a tooth and nail band like they were on um 
they were on like Word or Dove or one of those labels where it's, you know, some little Bible word. And then they were on Atlantic. Were they on BEC at any point? I can't, I don't I think thought, they were on Tuesday I thought Nail. they had like one album on Tuesday Nail. Oh, they had like an EP. They had like an EP, like a four or five song EP. So you can count them. You can count them if you want. And if you do that, then let's bump off the Supertones. Okay. <laughs> Casey, what do you... Uh... No, no. I have <laughs> nothing have to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> I asked very optimistically, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. He did. Did they get a ta- did they get a tax credit for signing Jeremy Camp? Like, <laughs> is this like, a, is this like an exchange with Sparrow that like they would sign Jeremy Camp and, and Sparrow would have to sign like like the Huntingtons or something like the- like a salary dump or something or yeah or like was it just the wrong label like you were trying to sign him to BEC? What happened here? Or was it like a, um, cause there's that whole period around like, you know, nine 11 and whatever, where it's like, Hey, we're trying to cross over to secular. Like we've kind of the, the whole evangelical music thing. It's first of all, it's kind of falling apart. And second of all, it was, you know, kind of weird to begin with. We got pigeonholed a lot. So like, you know, if, 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 if artists don't sing about Jesus, that's fine with us. So maybe Jeremy Camp was sort of a pivot back, right? Like, well, the Christians are mad. The Christians let's, are mad. We need Jeremy Camp in here. Let's, let's sign the guy that sounds like every worship leader in every Christian college in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right in in two thousand six. Yeah. So. All right. Thank you. To the nail, Mount Rushmore. You heard it here and here only. You're the only only people <laughs> who are going to talk about this. Okay, Jason. Let's talk about your book. Yeah. Jeez, uh, like two years ago, you reached out to me and said that you were putting something together and would I take a look at it? Um, which, of course, I. Uh, put off and put off and put off and then did because such is my way. Um, fantastic writing book became hell is a place without you. Did I say that right? Hell is a world without you. Hell is a world without you. Where did I get place from? Thinking about Michael W. Smith place in this world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so it is, it is out now and you can find it on. Yes, you can pre-order it. I, I, I'm a little confused. I saw some people actually have got it already. Like what's. Yeah. It, uh, I had intended for it to, <laughs> I intended for pre-orders to go live on February 12th, 2024. Um, and I had, t- you know, available Amazon, Google play, Barnes and Noble, whatever. Um, and I have also been selling like signed copies at um, shutdownfullbooks.com. Um, and I had intended for those to arrive first, right? Because like, okay. ah, well, these these are the, the 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 core fans we're taking care of and whatever. And then like Amazon for a couple of days there completely ignored the pre order date thing. So like, <laughs> yeah, over the weekend people are sending me photos like, huh? <laughs> hey, dude, uh, I got it like three months early. Hope that's cool. And I'm like, you know what? It's got a typo in chapter two that I can never do anything about. But that typo is yours now. So I mean, luckily it was basically done. So anyone who got it early okay someone today someone earlier today was like that book got raptured is what happened I like, ah, okay, yes. I, I was the fool who attempted to uh to know the day or the hour so that's on me that's on me literary dispensationalism yes god changed the rules if yes. it makes you feel any better i find typos in books from the library pretty frequently so i think yeah. first yeah. first editions usually some stuff gets through so it's fine. Yeah, readers are just free copy editors. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you look at Jason's... It, 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 it was edited, to be clear. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at Jason's uh, 
page for the book on from his Substack, uh, all about the book and telling you where to order it, you'd see a list of uh, endorsements, long, flowery, uh, just very, very charitable endorsements. And then like the turd in the punch bowl, <laughs> right in the middle is my jackass blurb <laughs> written in character as the evangelical thought leader where I'm very clear that I have no idea what the book is about. I had to have my team explain it to me and I don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good curveball and it's such a good, like it's, it's a joke either for like the internet religion oddball community and they get it right away. Or it's like, it's, it's, it's one where, you know, you're, you're reading through any list and maybe you're sort of like, you're losing focus and then that one hits, whoa, 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 what's happening? I better pay attention here. <laughs> you, you, you don't My other know favorite how much... part was in each one, in each one I sort of bolded a few keywords and yours I made sure to bold shifts the paradigm. <laughs> so if they scan the rest, that's all they see. <laughs> you don't know how much joy that, that brought me, that, that I am... I'm the lone jackass in the, uh, the endorsement <laughs> page. Okay, so yeah, let's I talk mean, about the book. Yeah. Let's talk I about the book. Um, tell me about it. It is a, I'll tell you kind of my experience of just going through it, and then I'll kick it to Jason and let him talk okay. about his experience of writing it. That's probably the best way to do this. Um, book is a, a novel, first-person novel, uh, just about growing up in youth group culture and just being immersed in Christian culture. And I, I can't even begin to list the the callbacks and the references of youth group culture they just come like uh, it feels like every sentence has two or three just jam-packed in there and it is i told you this when i was reading the the advanced draft of like it is it feels like whiplash reading this hmm. because there's so many references to paintball and aol <laughs> instant messenger and and pizza hut and you know the anxiety of front hugs and smoking <laughs> hot youth pastor wives and this stuff just comes boom, 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 boom. And it's like, you kind of have to just stop because mm. it feels like, I mean, it, it just, it really feels like whiplash of like, man, I, I forgot how intense, you know, <laughs> intense that, that, that youth group mindset was. Yeah. Of just, and it was part of the nineties, I think of just, you know, feeling everything at once because mm. the world's about to end kind of thing. And mm -hmm. you know, Y2K, another another theme in, in, in the book, but the book kind of follows the protagonist as he, uh, you know, grows up and begins to question things uh, about the church and about his beliefs and, you know, what does that all mean? And it's just him, mm -hmm. you know, sort of weaving through young adulthood and trying to figure out who he is. Uh, let's see here. I had an excerpt pulled out that I was going to read. Um, I'm just going to read a little thing just to get everybody a taste of, of, of just how good Jason's prose is. And he told the Coca-Cola parable about sipping a drink, but swallowing a stranger's backwash, bacteria, and vomit like the Coke spit game we'd played as VBS children. I felt disgusted by the room's thighs and boobs. We were all one slippery slope make out away from detonating the nukes in each other's shorts. Besides those pray for second virginity youth pastors, Sex was constantly presented as the only permanent sin. Mm. I mean, I feel attacked for one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and seen at the same time. I read the little blurb to Danny and he's like, is this book about me? 
Like, I think it is. I think it is about us. I've heard I've heard that a lot this week since it went on sale. A lot of people are like, "Hang on, I don't I don't know if I don't. I'm sh- I'm sure this is good, but I don't know if I'm ready to read this. <laughs> like, take your time. It's fine. I understand." <laughs> so, what was your what was your experience in in writing the book, Jason? Oh man, it was. Um, so it started. The initial um, moment of inspiration was standing in the kitchen with my wife Emily, who's you know uh, has since become my co-host of a Bible podcast. But at the time, this is a number of years ago, a few years ago, um, we'd been married forever. We you know we started dating at age nineteen, very churchy, right? Um, That's nothing. I got married at nineteen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You you are you're 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 holier than me without question. <laughs> I I will strive to catch up to you somehow. <laughs> um but like we've you know we've known each other like in a way our entire yeah. lives kind of, right? Um but we had like never talked about religion, which is very weird. We literally met via Christian music like immediately after high school. Like um we were going to the same concerts and stuff and um, we had for a while planned to be married at the Southern Baptist church I grew up at, which she was raised much smaller church in like, um, Nazarene, uh, like more normal Protestant. So she walked in like, what the hell, but she doesn't cuss, but you know, what the hell it has an escalator was, <laughs> <laughs> and that was sort of like, oh, that is kind of weird. We have an escalator. Jesus never said anything about escalators. Um, but yeah, we, we went like, you know, a decade without talking about religion. Um, and then there was just a day standing in the kitchen where I was like, did I ever tell you about that Wednesday night when, uh, at church, when like, we were, you know, we were sitting around singing songs, doing whatever, about to play dodgeball, who knows what normal Wednesday night, um, youth group and like four big dudes burst in the back door, waving rifles with like fingerless gloves and Oakley's and beards. And they're like yelling about, you know, um, deny Christ or we'll shoot you. You'll die tonight. The new world order is here, blah, blah, blah. And church veterans hearing this, you're like, Oh, it's a skit. Right. Um, and that's the messed up thing because I remember sitting there as a seventh grader, like, Oh, it's a skit. These guys waving rifles. Right. And that's the messed up part Yeah, (laughs) is like we had been so immersed in that stuff Mm -hmm. that you see men waving rifles at children and you're like, oh, brother, here we go again. (laughs) Right. And I told this to Emily and her jaw was on the floor. Not only that it happened, but also that I was like, so like, oh, well, of course there were guys with guns, you know. Um, And the look on her face was I was like, wait a second. I better go open a Google Doc. (laughs) so, So I started writing this like 20 page short story about, you know, just like. I'm just, you know, throwing in these memories, like context leading up to that moment. Like, why didn't it register as a big deal? Why was I so like comfortable with like fear and drama Mm. and shame and anger? And like, why was it not a big deal that the world was constantly ending? Mm. Um, And I started tying it, you know, it's like a flashback page to like growing up soaked in reading Hal Lindsey, you know, uh, before the Left Behind movies and like seeing the Thief in the Night movies with the beheadings and stuff. And I'm like 11, you know, Mm. Um, and then like remembering insane Carmen music videos and, you know, just tying all this stuff together in this moment. It was still like it's not getting there. This still doesn't explain why this kid would be totally unbothered by seeing guns Mm. at church, you know, Um, and I showed it to a few friends and I talked to a couple of friends who were there that Wednesday night, um, you know, forever ago when they were kids. And their reaction was, oh, yeah, I remember that. Same reaction as mine. Wow. De- deadpan, no cell, like, oh, yeah, we saw rifles. Why wouldn't we? We were at church. Um, 
And I actually talked about it. Uh, Matthew, you mentioned the shutdown podcast. I talked about it on our college football show to two um, former Catholics, right? And Andy <laughs> and Spencer Hall, neither of whom is particularly religious. Um, and I remember the exact word. Spencer said, what the smoking hell? <laughs> and Ryan was basically like, that's insane that nobody got, you know, hurt. Like nobody like tried to run the rush, the got rush the gunman or like sue someone or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I guess you guys are right. Um, (laughs) It was pretty weird. So somewhere in there, I realized like, Oh no, I've taken on a novel. I got to expand 20 pages into 300. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, it was just years of, it was this thing where it was on the one hand, I want to tell these insane stories. And on the other, I want to show like, look how cool my friends Mm. were. Like, this this bizarre bonkers world was happening and it all seemed totally normal to us and all we wanted to do is like ride our stupid skateboards and date each other and play video game parties and and all that stuff you know completely normal kids who got in more trouble than most kids like we did all the things that teenagers are you know either supposed to do or not supposed to do depending on which kind of movie you're watching you know um but with this constant I think the cover of um, Frank Peretti's This Piercing Darkness, where there's like the the demon cl- cloud hands are reaching down. <laughs> that was our brains the entire time we're doing little jackass stunts in the church parking lot. You know, like mm. it was this constant end of the world. Hell is coming fear that you just ignore so you can try to have some fun. Mm. You those, know, those demon hands were actually but even masturbation. That, <laughs> yes in fact they are your hands um keep, keep them away from they're like reaching toward the church too so it's it's even more like assaulting your purity um but yeah in the process of writing it there was a point um maybe like halfway through uh which is i don't know how many years or months or whatever ago where i was listening, I was listening to a julian baker song julian baker an ex-evangelical singer-songwriter under oath fan um, and she had a song, she has a song where it's like, um, it's something to the effect of like, if the evangelicals are right, then after everyone else, um, where's mine? And I'm completely flubbing the lyric, but it's something like everyone else is getting something out of this. Why am I not? Mm. Um, and I, I was sitting in this exact room and I was like messing around with my little ha 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 jokes, Google doc. And that line just freaking crushed mm. me. Like, and I was like, I got to start over. Because I have not been honest with myself about what this project is. I have not gone anywhere near far enough. Mm. Because it's not about making jokes despite the darkness. Um, It's not about like, uh, yeah, we were pretty normal kids and pretty weird. Like, there's a version of that where it's it's basically just like fun and haha. And it was like, no, we got to dig through it. This is stuff that I have buried and ignored since high school. Mm. You know, like, I lied awake at night begging God, you know, to annihilate me so I wouldn't have to go to hell because I didn't believe I could be saved, mm. right? That's not normal. Right. <laughs> and you can't just forget that. You can't just like not ever do anything about that, you know? Um, and that's just one of a million things, but it's, you know, it's it's the one I always think of is you can't just, uh, okay, that never happened. Um, so the process of writing this turned from, I'm going to just put together a fun little Google Doc to like, Oh no, I'm doing therapy. Right. <laughs> um, Processing and that's what it my turned trauma into. from yeah. ages yes. yeah. zero to 19 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, 1923, somewhere in there, yeah. But, like, these days online, it's like deconstruction, right? Uh, if you grew up in a world like that, you're supposed to deconstruct in some way. And, you mm -hmm. know, whether you end up with a different version of Christianity or, you know, or, or whatever, um, deconstruction is this term. We didn't have that at the right. time. Like, like, Rob Bell was not around right. yet. You know, uh, we didn't have... Um, we, we we didn't have like all these all these authors. Uh, I'm looking around my bookshelves. I have tons of them now, and it's like, oh man, I wish I could time machine them back to myself. <laughs> um, we didn't have fun, sexy Bible time <laughs> to talk us through these things at the time. So I just sort of buried it, forgot about it. I thought, um, mm. and then it all came rushing back at once in the process of writing about this. And I realized, like, and and at that point, and I think Matthew, right around then, was when I sent you a draft. Um, in your note, you had one of the most helpful notes I got from anyone, which is like, we need to understand these villains, these, you know, these antagonists, right? Like there's, um, there are a couple church figures who are very fire and brimstone, very harsh, very, um, uh, um, just very negative toward our protagonist. And I had just set them up as like, oh, well, it's a big, loud, mean guy. Of course it is. Um, and working with your note got me to a point where it's like, no, that guy's scared too. That guy's just that guy's the most mm -hmm. scared. That's the most scared guy in the entire in the entire building because he believes everyone here has to agree with him or else he has mm -hmm. failed, right? So it was just sort of like, yeah, like I owe a lot to your note on that because it got me to a place where it's like literally sympathy with the devil mm. from my protagonist's perspective, which ends up being what the entire thing is about. Um, and it you know it doesn't excuse the harmful things right. that like these uh from the protagonist's perspective villains do but it i think and hopefully it reveals that it's um it's not just about them and it's older and bigger and mm -hmm. all that but also that it can be counteracted and that it can, that it can be defeated you know cuz nobody's born like that mm -hmm. so that was the process of writing it. <laughs> wow. And then all throughout is um, feeling this like sense of nobody has ever that I have found done this exact novel before. Like there's lots and lots and lots of novels about religion. Mm -hmm. There's tons about growing up religious. There's a million about growing up Catholic, mm -hmm. right? Um, and there's a lot about growing up various kinds of Protestant. And they're often like, I, I was in a swamp cult, yeah. you know, or <laughs> or like or uh or you know or my daddy was a mega preacher or like i grew up in a weird um mormon offshoot or whatever but like like basic evangelicalism mm -hmm. like the kids who grew up on veggie tales and ray bolts and <laughs> new song and newsboys and <laughs> you know and 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 john piper and you know and all, people who know what any of those words yeah. mean are invisible in pop mm. culture and I started to realize, like, I have never found myself in a story, like, with rare, with a few exceptions. The movie Saved, yeah. the yeah. Mandy Moore movie from 2004, which I was thrilled to get a blurb from the co-writer and director of that movie, Brian Danley. Um, and I told him, like, listen, this, is, your, your, this movie is the only thing I've ever seen where I've, like, found myself mm -hmm. in it. Um, and it's actually mentioned in the book because it, <laughs> it turned out that it's, like, the graduation day of my characters from high school is when that movie came out. Um, but yeah, there's there's that, and then there's just like fleeting mentions elsewhere. Um, Tyler Parker has a, a little blood and dancing has a has a novel out um, where he has like some CCM references, it's like Point of Grace is in there and all that, and it's like, oh my god, where you know we exist, <laughs> weird outside of our little yeah. bubble. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I so 
because of that, I started to start to develop the sense of like, oh man, uh oh, I'm kind of speaking for a lot of people, you know, like whether they all read it or not. Like, I'm not saying it's gonna millions of people are gonna read. I'm not, you know, not gonna say anything like that at all. It's just like anyone from that world who reads it is gonna be like giving me the trust that I am depicting a world that's just never depicted. Mm-hmm. So I felt this sense of like, I need every reference in there, <laughs> and I need to do it in a literary way. I need to not do Ready Player One. With you know just rattling off references for the hell of it, yeah. Ready prayer one, I guess. Like I can't just <laughs> like I can't just mad libs you with like salty the singing song book, um, and you know and just and McGee and me and Campus Crusade and athletes in action and you know I can't just like rattle off references for the heck of it. It's still got to be a story that works, but it's also got to show everyone th- that if you were there, I got you. Mm. I was there. We're going to get through it together. And it's got to show everyone who wasn't there like, hey, this world is like way bigger than you ever mm-hmm. thought it was. Because mm-hmm. like, here's 10 words you've never heard before. Um, I kind of don't need you to know what they mean yet. I just need you to know that you didn't know them and, you know, you're encountering them and and they mean things. Mm. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, the references stuff, it's basically like, there are not a lot of other novels that have already covered this exact turf from a non lifeway perspective. Mm-hmm. So I just felt a sense of like, I got to get as much in there as, po- as I possibly can. Does a uh, campus crusade get a mention? I don't think they do because like college, cause like it's mostly about high school. Um, campus crusade. I worked at the head actually at the yes, headquarters yes, they here are. for nine years at their headquarters. They're in Orlando. So Campus Crusade is on uh, chapter 26. Nice. Chapter 26 okay. I did this game on Twitter where I was like, name an evangelical thing, and I'll tell you which page it's on. There was only one I didn't have. Wow. Blue Like Jazz was the only one I didn't have. Wow. That's incredible. I'm looking forward to this a lot. Now, I should say I was planning to lower my reading goal for next year and read more classics. So can you tell me, is this going to be a classic? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> you know, I there's only one. Read it. Casey, there's there's only one classic. <laughs> That's true. Uh, work of literature. <laughs> and I I hope it's I hope it's in your 365 day reading plan. <laughs> I'm lowering my reading goal next year to one. <laughs> just, just just one the book. Bible. Just the Bible on loop. <laughs> you talked about my my note that I gave you. I think probably that note came from i mean we we all came from like a similar upbringing and, and me in particular i think mine was a little bit different it was more like in the fundamentalist homeschool side mm-hmm. of you know i kissed dating goodbye it was, it was just gospel and, and just the like really fundamentalist courtship aspect of it and um i mean that was just a reckoning i had to have of like because everybody is felt like who came up with me kind of turn that into a cottage industry almost of like, you know, everything that's wrong with my life. I'm exaggerating here, but like everything that's wrong with my life is because of Josh Harris. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, like at a certain point, it's like, man, like you just gotta like move forward. And, and you know, like, mm-hmm. like why were these people doing this to you? Like, right. I'm not excusing anything, but like, you know, like they're humans too. Like what, what mm-hmm. was going on? Like they weren't just trying to ruin people. Like right. what was, what was this ideology about? Like, what were they afraid of? Like Jason said, yes. Um, I don't know. I just felt like that really helped me a lot to try to 
see like my parents in particular like you know what were they trying to save me from exactly mm-hmm. and I, I think mm-hmm. once i mm-hmm. started asking that it made it easier for me to i don't know stop blaming I think, everything uh, having my dad as my pastor for so many years my dad was a southern baptist pastor jason if you didn't know that um mm. i think it it did help me have some empathy as i got older and could see things a little bit more clearly it's like preaching against certain things that are not necessarily in the Bible to preach against. I could see where he was pastoring people through so much pain. And it's like, well, if I have to do a funeral for a family whose dad died because of a drunk driver, then I'm going to be a hundred percent against alcohol because I'm tired of having to take on all of this pain that people are dealing with. And it was just kind of like those, those sorts of sort of things that, you know, we were taught, I, I do think there's a level of like control and fear, but also just like, man, how can, how can I keep people from hurting so much, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, m- one of my main pastors growing up was um, alcohol was his like thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was the issue mm-hmm. that he preached the most on. And like, still i've i've heard i've heard people who've encountered him in the past you know few years before his uh scandal who <laughs> yes, is it scandal. johnny hunt um yeah <laughs> yes. okay uh, okay johnny johnny hunt well was constantly preaching yeah, against i alcohol. remember that um and yeah like like there were all the, all the always those things where they 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 perceive as you, you need the gospel and this other thing and you know that yeah. other thing it's going to be personal mm-hmm. you know and it's going to be like what they've seen has hurt people. And then, you know, sometimes those pastors hurt people as, again, Johnny Hunt uh, mm. example. I hate it when I go on a houseboat and my friend's wife comes on to me. It just happens more and more <laughs> all the time. I don't even and know what I you're talking like about. Eight different stories about it. And it, and I'm like, it, first of all, it didn't happen. Secondly, it was her fault. Oh, okay. But if when, it when, did. When that, when that is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Oh, the other thing, um, Matthew, that I, I, I think it might have been like the first thing we ever talked about was I was like, hey, dude, I'm writing this novel. Um, and like I have this group of like knucklehead idiot youth group boys who are completely indistinguishable. Um, and like I did a Twitter poll on what's the most youth group boy name. And the people said Caleb. <laughs> and this is like totally going to sound like I'm ripping off your your your, your Twitter narrative. Where, yes. <laughs> like, there's a Josiah as well. And it was like, I was like, Dude, uh, do you have a problem with this? <laughs> with me having Josiah and the Caleb's? Um, and you're and and you didn't tell me that you did. So I so I just left it in there because it was like, I'm not trying to rip you off. It's like democracy said it must be the Caleb's. <laughs> just wait till you get the letter from Matthew's lawyer next it's, week. Yes, February 13th, as soon as the book drops. My, we'll my lawyer, soon. Jay Seculo. There's a deep cut. For the, uh... <laughs> what about uh, Alexander Shanara? <laughs> <laughs> now we're now we're cutting even deeper. I don't think unless there's a unless you drove a car into my house or something, there's a car accident angle to it. I don't think Alexander would touch it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like there were parts of the book that were like a little bit uncomfortable for me. Like in a, I mean, everybody's gonna find that I think in this book. But like, you know, we all came up from the same sort of background, and and you know, I think the struggle for all of us is you know, which beliefs from 
our upbringing do we hang on to? Which do we let go of? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, if we did a scatter graph of all three of us, it would probably look totally different for, for mm-hmm. all of us. But like, um, you know, I mean, as someone who's still in the church, like there were parts of the book where it was like, oh, oh, but like in, in a good way, if that makes sense. Um, mm. You know, I think like if I, I really question Christians who like, you know, if they can't confront different ideas, you know, like, I mean, how deep is your faith exactly? Right. Um, so like just just seeing like some of the things in the book where it's like, okay, well, you know, he's going a different way. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm, I can't say any simpler. It was uncomfortable in a good way just to be challenged. So uh, can my teenager read this? Well, I have two teenagers, but my oldest one is a it's reader. Got, I just want to be able to be words. like, see, I told you, like, you don't know how good you have it. <laughs> it's It's got a lot of cuss okay, words. Well, um, it has. She uh, goes teen- to public a, school, a, a, so. Okay. It's got a teenage accurate level of uh, dick and boob and fart okay. jokes. And <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I would say, pretty honest and accurate thoughts about um, what happens when um post-puberty people walk down the hall past each okay. other and the things in their okay. brains um, okay. <laughs> but uh, don't worry casey i'm currently working on a pure flakes version oh of a Casey's pure flakes version good <laughs> oh uh, my god that would be a nightmare that's the worst thing i can imagine heaven is a world with you <laughs> if you, you agree to these so terms yeah when you were telling that story about the being in youth group and the guys with the guns coming in it is something i think about so often is just imagining my kids in these kinds of scenarios that were so commonplace and normal like the Mm -hmm. things that they like pastors would talk about from the platform in the details and just like (laughs) they would be mortified but also just the rules like we're you know about clothes we're pretty free with the kids like wear clothes for appropriate for where we're going you know but just i i just think they they just thinking about the differences of what the like what they're experiencing versus me and imagining I mean, I would not be able to afford the therapy they would need if they were somewhere and there was a skit <laughs> that involved people coming in with guns. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, imagine what you would do as a parent, like, as soon as you found that out, you know, like, oh, you would be tearing down walls to get whoever oh, did that. And it was just like, it just happened in broad daylight. Yeah. Oh, man. I think a lot about um, when my daughter gets invited by, you know, relatives to church camp. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I know what happens right. there. There is no supervision. Right. And then you're blamed for what happened because there was no yeah. supervision. Yeah. Like, you can't fool me with church <laughs> camp. I was born in the darkness. I was molded by it. The deep magic to me. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, and that's, it. you know, even beyond like, you know, she would be saying like evolution is real and like uh, gay people are okay. And like, you know, it would offend her on all those levels, but even on the strictly just like, I don't find it a safe place to mm-hmm. be physically. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost like you haven't watched the Hollywood blockbuster a week away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that yeah. Was another, we, Emily and I. That wa- was another thing in pop culture that seemed pretty accurate. Yeah, Emily and I watched it, and it was like so much of this is 
so close mm-hmm. to honest, right? Like if you deep pure flicked it, D life weighed it, it would it, it well first of all, it then it would be euphoria basically. But like <laughs> oh, um, gosh. <laughs> and then it would be totally inappropriate. But like so much of it was just like there is so much here that's real, and then there's this huge glossy mm-hmm. sheen over mm-hmm. all of it that's like sometimes there. Yeah. And like the highs of that movie are completely honest. Mm-hmm. Like when they're singing Awesome God um around the campfire and everyone's crying it's like yeah that's how it feels yeah. it feels that good mm-hmm. um hey that round was flawless <laughs> it was it a every church kid can do that <laughs> naturally without practicing stay tuned for our post-show uh, special where the three of us will sing awesome <laughs> god around <laughs> uh, <laughs> with hand motions <laughs> yes, uh, and big house hand motions as well. Someone asked about what page are the big house hand motions on, and it's like they're on page ten. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Someone said, "What page is uh, I see that hand on?" Page fifteen. Of course, it's on page. <laughs> there is an entire generation of church kids growing up that don't know about football in the yard and a big, big table full of food, mm-hmm. the size of said table. And- yes. Mm-hmm. What you can do at it, no less. <laughs> All right. Very entertaining read. Um, Jason, you're just, just really great writer. And I appreciate you thinking enough of me uh, somehow to ask my opinion of it when it was in its infancy. No, thank you. I, I, I had to get you, first of all, to um, to uh, tacitly sign off on um, me using using uh, character names that are similar to yours. Uh, <laughs> but also, you know, I mean, you have long been like one of my favorite um, social follows. It used to be Twitter, um, whatever. But yeah, like, like it, Justin Ferguson and I talked for a long time, you know, back in the day about like, this guy's tweets are just so freaking laser targeted. This is like, it's it's like, it's like, lifeway drill you know like <laughs> but it's a story it's the most <laughs> it's one of the most amazing things i've ever read so yeah i mean yeah it, it I, I had to get your input on it i i sent jason my first endorsement and he actually sent it back casey because it was actually too rough it was like I can't remember. It was something to the effect of like, I have no idea who Jason Kirk is, but my team, my team it was tells like, me. It was like, it was really good. It was funny. It was just like, I haven't read it. And I was like, so what, what if, what if he did, but he doesn't know whether it's like woke or not? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Detailed discussion between he and I of like, would the ETL character actually read this book or, you know, would he have his team spoon feed it to him? So... all right we are moving now into a very important segment okay i can't wait Uh, quiz game titled who said it (laughs) yeah and your two choices casey haas are college football coach okay hang on college football coach or megachurch pastor so I'm going to right. read a quote, and I think the easiest way to do this is just both of you take a guess. Doesn't have to. You can be the same okay. guess. You can disagree. Uh, of <laughs> okay. Who said it? And I'll try to keep score. I forgot. So we don't have to come to one accord on this. 
<laughs> you do not have to come to one accord. To find accord on this. Or... <laughs> okay. There can be dissension. There can be dissension. Hopefully, there will be. I'm going to start you with an easy one. Okay. Uh, so here's here's the easy one. Here's, I'm going to give you a gimme at the beginning. Faith for me is believing in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can handle my junk. <laughs> um, gross. <laughs> I'm going to go with college football coach. Okay. Auburn head coach Hugh Freeze. Oh, wow. <laughs> he gets extra points for um, knowing who said it. He said it when he was the coach at Liberty, no less. Okay. Okay. <laughs> at which point was his it? junk included uh, being caught uh, calling an escort and, you know, various NCAA infractions and stuff. And, wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. Did he say it from the hospital bed in the in the sky suite, though? That's, that's my question. <laughs> Jesus is handling my junk right now in this bed. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'll give you another easy one here. Today is a new day, so rise up and move into the victory that God has prepared for you. That's Joel Osteen or somebody like that, right? Megachurch? <laughs> what do you say, Jason? Uh, it's either that or Dion, so yeah. <laughs> seems megachurch, plenty megachurchy to me, which... <laughs> uh, Casey's correct. That is Joel Osteen. So yes. we're tied two to two. Nice. Moving wow. into the you know meat. we haven't checked on in a were. while is uh, Stephen Furtick. We got to check in Ooh. on him. I got to see what he's up uh, to. Bold of you to assume that I haven't already, I Casey know, Haas. I know. I mean, we'll hear from him in about a month. Remember anyway, that January microphone shaking up. video? Wow. That was all timer. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Move on. You may hear from him like in the next three minutes, Casey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made the uh, January 6th. He's not a January 6th guy. I was thinking of the the guitar guy. Sorry. Blanking. <laughs> oh. Go ahead. Fuchs or. Yes. Or, yes. Yes. Voiked. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> If somebody mistreats you, treat them good. That kills them. That's. Do you you have to know that I'm filtering everyone that I think <laughs> is a megachurch pastor to possibly being Bobby Bowden, who's dead, right? Yeah, he's dead. That's a, that's a really, really good guess. <laughs> so I'm going to go with college football coach. Um, Lou Holtz comes to mind, but it's not like sideways witty enough to be Lou Holtz. <laughs> I honestly think Bobby Bowden's a good guess, but I'll, I'll go coach in general. Okay, both of you are correct, and Casey gets bonus points because it is Bobby Bowden. Wow, woo, woo. Jason, wow. it's just not fair to have you up against a sports know, mind like That's Casey has. <laughs> you I guys know. didn't even know. Doing my I best studied here. for this. I've been like looking up inspirational college football coach quotes that's hard to say <laughs> I, th I think the difference here is like you have to read the quote and pastors talk up i think oh. it's almost like a question well don't give us that mm. clue so fast and coaches <laughs> talk down so like they finish it as a as a statement almost okay okay all right so i'll try to not give this one away by how i say it the decisions you make today will determine the stories you tell tomorrow. That's definitely a mega church pastor. 
sounds like a recruiter. <laughs> sounds like um, I could see James Franklin saying that. Um, <laughs> I could see that being a coach. Um, it obviously, could be a pastor. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say coach just for this one. Okay. Casey is correct. This is Craig Great Groschel. Groschel. I never know how to say his name. Craig Groschel. Yeah. We've had him, I think, as a tweet before. Tweet of the year yeah. contender. Yeah, for sure. All right. So Casey's up four to three. Wow. The only time my prayers aren't answered is on the golf course. <laughs> that has to be a football coach. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna. I think. I think you're using the the grassy field and the sports. Uh, that's. I think that's a head fake. I think it's a pastor. Okay, Jason's correct. Little pastor by the name of Billy Graham said that. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> also All a right. football guy though. Yeah. Four to four. All right. No one ever drowned in sweat. In sweat. <laughs> sweat. No one ever drowned in sweat. I think that's another head fake. It's, it's, it sounds sportsy, so must be a pastor. Yeah, I'm going to go with pastor. <laughs> mm, Sally, you're both incorrect. This oh. is Lou Holtz. <laughs> oh, I knew he was in here. <laughs> I knew he was in here. I was trying to like also, think of how yeah. I could do it in Lou Holtz's voice, which uh, you get in trouble. You got to be you gotta be really careful doing that because he has a speech impediment. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it would mean nothing to me anyway. I don't know what he sounds yeah, that like. Would be, that would be deeply unfair because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so still going four to four. Jason, you're going to probably... I'm just going to read this one. To be an overachiever, you have to be an overbeliever. Oh. Ooh, that sounds like Dabo. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mega Church Pastor. Stephen mm, Burton. Jason is correct. Oh. It is Dabo Swinney. Can you <laughs> can you see Dabo saying this and just being tickled with himself halfway through? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll do that thing where he'll kind of delay, like, <laughs> oh, they ain't gonna believe this. They ain't gonna believe how I finished this one. <laughs> Whew, watch this. Watch this, y'all. And like he'll even do the like victory lap thing, you know, like like I, there's a pastor tick that I remember, which is like. You'll think about that in about an hour and you'll throw your fork. You're sitting at lunch and you're just like so inspired. That, yeah. <laughs> All right. Jason's up five to four. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. <laughs> oh, man. I know I've seen that one before. I, ha- I, I Mega church pastor Stephen Furtick. <laughs> I don't know. I think pastor. I've definitely seen it before. Hmm. Sally, you're both wrong. This is Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, uh, I was. You didn't say priest was an option. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, it's four to four. We only got a couple of these left. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Being brave doesn't mean we have no fear. It means we refuse to be overcome by it. That's definitely mega church pastor Stephen Furtick. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like World War II guy. So this is when I would guess hardball. So oh. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it's a curveball, and this one is also hardball. Oh, interesting. No, mm, oh, Casey's correct. This is Stephen Furtick. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I figure Casey's if up I five keep guessing him, I'll get one. <laughs> <laughs> Smart, because we knew he was in here. So. 
In my experience, I've learned women are better streakers. <laughs> um, Is this also Hugh Freeze? I feel like this has to be a coach, right? Because how many how, how many streakers do you have at church usually? It usually happens in the football field. Well, I mean, in the charismatic tradition. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And there's all there's that verse um, about uh, David getting naked that always gets recited. As, you know, it's like, see, look, he was so overcome by the joy of the Lord. Yeah. That, and then you you read the verse, and it's like it says he's like flapping his dong at the servant girls. It's <laughs> it's not what you say it's about. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. Right. I'm gonna guess, Coach. Was that your go- your guess, Casey? Mine was Coach. Yeah. Okay, from his book. Steve Spurrier said that. Steve Spurrier, okay. the other, the other college football coach that I know the name of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, uh, six to five, Casey. I think. All right, let's do one more. Hmm. Okay. So, what am I willing to do? Do my work heartily unto the Lord. There is no higher accountability in life than to do something for God. So that's kind of how I operate. That's definitely a coach. That has to be a coach. So we haven't heard from Bill McCartney, Tom Osborne. All those people. Um, or the Alabama coach. Is he a Christian? What's his name? That's complicated. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it doesn't matter. He's definitely angry enough. To be a Christian. Yeah. He, he's very Calvinist. Let's put okay. it that way. I'm going to go coach here because there's just so many we haven't heard from yet. Okay. Well, and you're, you said Coach Casey? Yeah. All right. That is Mark Richt, former coach of Georgia. Ah, yes. Is yes, he a coach yes. or a pastor? <laughs> he, the, so the, the, story, the relevant story here about Mark Richt is he was saved in the locker room uh, while listening to a Bobby Bowden speech. There you go. That was when he... Incredible. Yeah, that was when he dedicated his life to Christ. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. At a public university. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Mark Rick. So, so we, so uh, Casey got seven. I got six. We're both bowl eligible, right? You are both bowl eligible. Absolutely. <laughs> She's going to the Citrus Bowl. I'm in the Independence Bowl or something. Isn't Jason, we need you for the Birmingham Bowl, in, in brother. Florida, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. You're in Orlando. Yeah, so it's perfect. I don't have to, you know, stay in a hotel. Just stay in my house. Okay, we're at an hour and two minutes, minus four minutes of Matthew's technical difficulties. Do we have time for grown-up Christmas lists? I'm good if you guys want to spend a few minutes All right. on it. Um, okay, so every year for the last, I don't know, how long has this pod- podcast been going? We 16 um, years. We make fun of Amy Grant for having such high and mighty things on her grown-up Christmas list by listing the most petty things ever that we would like as (laughs) (laughs) grown-ups. So I'll go first because this is a genuinely great idea, and I feel like maybe through some connections through this podcast, we can make it happen, which is that Chick-fil-A needs a slider. They need to use the fillets that they use in the biscuits for a slider for kids meals because I have a seven-year-old who loves a sandwich but he eats three bites. I mean, it's fine. It gets eaten later, but whatever. I want to pay $3 for a slider at Chick-fil-A. And I think I think it should happen. 
It's a great idea. A genuinely great Coming idea. Hot. Huss. Thank Beautiful. you. <laughs> okay. What do you got, I was not Matthew? Prepared for that. I'm impressed. Thank you. All right. I'm going to knock you back with this one. I need more 90s style sitcom themed Christmas episodes. <laughs> <laughs> are there still sitcoms? Do, are sitcoms still I have a thing? no idea. I'm, I'm 74 years old. But if you go back to TGIF, <laughs> remember the TGIF Christmas episodes oh, man, every I year? Know. I don't. I'm going to call back to a couple. I'm going to call back to okay, a couple if you're it. ready. Let's hear it. The Full House episode where all three of the girls got the greedy gimmies mm. and Uncle Jesse took them to the homeless shelter on Christmas Eve mm. to teach them the true meaning of Christmas. Right. And okay. the greatest, the greatest one is the It's a Wonderful Life themed Family Matters where Steve breaks the vase that Laura had bought for her mom. Wow. And Laura says, Steve, I wish you had never been born. And they actually... <laughs> Steve's guardian angel appears and switches them. And Laura has to be the nerd, like in this alternate oh, timeline. Yes. Yes. And I think that's our first appearance of Stefan Urkel, his, his alter ego. Oh. oh, man. So Stefan Urkel was a, was a, a Christmas thing. Like, a, it's almost like a ghost of Christmas cool. Gro- yeah. Ghost of Christmas cool. Oh, I was just telling my daughter about TGIF because she's actually been watching Full House on, I don't know, whatever it's on Hulu or something. And yeah, I told her about the wonder of Friday night television. <laughs> yeah, we used to stay at home on Friday night and watch TV. Yeah, she was she was unimpressed, unfortunately. All right, my family Jason, had to, do, we had to do a little. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um so i think my addition would be like i would like a, a form that um someone when they when you know a relative or whatever is like what do you want for christmas i can just say here uh, here is a list of acceptable christmas gifts that a normal that you would perceive as normal for an adult to want because like if i tell you what i actually want it'll confuse you and you know, and it's like i want this x-men comic from 1993 <laughs> And I want this uh, disgusting Warhammer toy. <laughs> and I want this uh, uh, baseball card from 2005. Here's you the know. eBay links it's you just... need to click immediately. Don't wait yes. until a yes. week before Christmas. You got to you gotta get it now <laughs> or it'll be yeah, gone. Here's this exact Silent Planet shirt. I don't want any other Silent Planet <laughs> shirt. But like, it's all so specific that it's like, I'll just buy it myself uh-huh. and save you the trouble. Instead, I will give you this form that has like, gifts for dads and i don't know it goes to like a dad shelter or something i don't know I, it, it goes it benefits someone i think those are called someone country normal. clubs jason <laughs> it, goes to, it goes to a country club and they can have sweaters uh and like football mugs and i don't know whatever it is that normal dads like golf clubs yeah sure sure buy, buy some other dad that boxes stuff. and, and then... boxes of comic books i've been going through to sell stuff on ebay so you just oh, let me nice. know what you're looking for i probably have it <laughs> she'll give you a good price on it i will give it to you it's very reasonable <laughs> this i i will i will be first to uh to click the buy it now <laughs> okay um so last night this is this is a an old lady thing last night i searched slippers with arch support on amazon oh my gosh so i would just like for my feet to not hurt <laughs> i don't know why they hurt 
I, this is new. This is a new thing for me. I think I genuinely need new shoes. That's probably it. But I don't know if you guys have seen the price of shoes. Just like, wow. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I need my feet not to hurt or for shoes to be like all good shoes, $20. $20 or less. That's a good, that should be the name of the store, I think. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. We had one of those. It's called Stephen Berry's, and the, the government took it away from us. <laughs> we also used to have Payless, which was apparently people were up in arms when Payless went away. But, anyways. Hmm. Well, my my other one was uh, no car repairs during basketball season, please. Oh, <laughs> if I could just, I could just uh. the cars could just not break down until basketball season is over. That would be awesome. Mm. And then they break down like yeah. five ways at once. <laughs> it's fine. Are you in the clear like, right now? I'm in the clear. Knock on wood. I'm in the clear. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Jason, do you have if... any more or just the one? Just that one. That would that would solve everything for everyone. <laughs> it would, you know, whichever older relative is buying something for me could just think like, oh, he's so normal. Yeah. And this, is, <laughs> this aligns with my values. <laughs> <laughs> okay well i do have one more which is that um i would like character limits on instagram like reasonable character limits oh. you know there 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 is a character limit but it has to be like a thousand or something ridiculous like that maybe more so i feel bad it's like i follow you i like you but i can't i can't read that <laughs> it's like that meme that's like i'm not reading all that happy for you or sorry that happened <laughs> that's me on instagram <laughs> i just want to go back to the character limit because it's like that's the it's supposed to be the not posting yeah. app it's just for photos it's not for posters but yeah it turns out that's where you can post the most yeah <laughs> yeah uh, my final thought was i just wanted to go back to uh jason's comment uh would it be a country club or would it be Home Depot, <laughs> a dad shelter? Yeah. Um, or, uh, let's see. Maybe it. So I think it would be something where you can you can tell the dads that like, no, we're not taking care of you. You are taking care of yourselves, <laughs> right? It would it would give them the notion that they are the ones. That, so maybe it's a gun range or something you know or like some sort of a survivalist element you know where it's like no you guys aren't in trouble you're protecting these people over here <laughs> right you you are doing the sheltering so it would be something that gives dads like fake agency and <laughs> fake empowerment yeah you know as a dad we need a little bit of that from time to time mm. <laughs> all right all right i think that's it Jason, thanks for coming on. It was super fun. You indulge Matthew thanks all of his me, all. Uh, this was tremendous. football this was talk. <laughs> oh, Jason's frozen now. Jason's nice. Dead. Yeah, oh, right. There you right are. When was, there you are. Right when, right when I was saying thanks for having me, this is wonderful. I, I said so many, I said just the sweetest things about y'all, and now you'll never hear them. It sucks. It'll be no. in the audio. Right I, it'll be in the audio. Oh, okay, so. good. So you'll you'll know. So it'll be it'll be in there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this, this was very fun. Of course.
Casey, what do you... Uh, no, no. I have nothing have to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> I asked very optimistically, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>